Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Exurgat Deus disbentur in amicius, et fugiancio derenteum afaceius. <clears throat> let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. Headline from Revolver.News Breaking report The Brazilian military stands with Bolsonaro is prepared to invoke Article 142. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiamit insidias, diaboli est opraecidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicis de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, quer perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, beatis caralus domo Austriae, Ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est, in nomine Patris et Fili, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. From the article, quoting, Sometimes it seems like nothing ever happens, but this seems like it could be a big deal. Background. The Brazilian people have flooded the streets in protest at an allegedly rigged and stolen election. Truckers are blocking all highways. Farmers have blocked all ports from exporting agriculture. Bolsonaro has exhausted his legal options with his election appeal being rejected by a corrupt opposition appointed Chief Supreme Court Justice. Bolsonaro is now huddling with the military to plot his next moves. Article, what is Article 142? The lying New York Times explains. Many of the protesters said their demands for intervention were supported by Article 142 of the Brazilian Constitution, which says that the military has the role of, quote, guaranteeing constitutional powers under the supreme authority of the president. They go on to poo-poo it, citing experts... According to constitutional lawyers and past court rulings, the article does not allow military to take control of the government. <laughs> More from the New York Times. Brasilia. They arrived by the tens of thousands on Wednesday, angry and draped in Brazilian flags, massing outside military bases across the country. They were there, they said, to save Brazil's democracy from a rigged election, and there was only one way to do so. The armed forces need to take control of the government. It was an alarming demand in a country that suffered under a two-decade military dictatorship until 1985, and yet another bizarre twist in the aftermath of Brazil's polarizing elections. A day earlier, the far-right president, Jair Bolsonaro, reluctantly agreed to transfer a power after 45 hours of silence following his loss to a leftist former leader, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. 
But Mr. Bolsonaro's years of unfounded attacks on Brazil's election systems, his supporters, appeared far from accepting defeat. The widespread protests and calls for the armed forces were an escalation of the Brazilian far-right's refusal to accept the election of Mr. Da Silva, a former president whom many on the right view as a criminal because of his past corruption scandal. Mr. Bolsonaro, in a two-minute speech on Tuesday in which he did not acknowledge his loss, said he supported peaceful protests inspired by the feelings of injustice in the electoral process. Many of his followers saw that as a stamp of approval. What he said yesterday that gave me more energy to come, said Larissa Oliveira da Silva, 22, who was sitting on a beach chair in a protest in Sao Paulo, propping up her broken foot. After his comments, I saw that he is on our side. Soon. <clears throat> this is important. For a lot of reasons. The far left in Brazil wants to hop quickly into bed with China. Brazil does not want communism again. It is a little on the weird side that um, Article 142 is actually a thing that everybody's con contemplating in this one. And i got to be honest, I've got some mixed feelings about the whole concept altogether. However, Jared Bolsonaro is a Catholic. Very Catholic. After the matter, in fact, actually, after the pattern of Matteo Salvini in Italy, who, who used to hold up his rosary in his speeches, at the end of his speeches, he would hold up his rosary, confirming in, in Italian, in very forceful Italian, the Catholic faith. And then he would kiss the cross on his rosary at the end of the speech. Now, you can say that some of this is virtue signaling, but in a nation like Italy, where the faith seems to have given way to the old pagan witchcraft practices in many places. I would take a Catholic virtue signal, like a legit virtue signal, like forcefully upholding tenets of the faith in your political speeches while kissing your rosary to close it out. I take those as pretty strong indicators that at least these guys are not afraid to be Catholic. Can I say the same about Jair Bolsonaro? No, honestly, because I haven't been following the Brazilian election. In all honesty, I really didn't think the leftist plutocrat had a chance. To be blunt. See, the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that when you go to the left in Central and South America, you're pretty much camped out with Santa Muerte, and with all the worst parts of communism, you're reaffirming massive amounts of corruption in your government. You're talking about in order to get a driver's license, like you go to pay the fee and then you got to slide another $10. Or $20, actually, let's face it, inflation, another $20, $30. And that's just to get the administrator who's supposed to be printing out your license your, your, your driver's license card to hit control P print on the printer. You don't want to live in a country where in order to get out of, you know, actually, no, I, I take that back. I kind of do want to live in a country where when you get, if you get pulled over for some kind of BS infraction, you, you know, you, you slip the cop a $20 bill and he just lets you go. Problem is that this is America, it'd have to be a it'd have to be a C note, otherwise you're still going to jail. That's that's what we're headed towards. Something along the lines like that, in all honesty, <clears throat> if they introduce a central bank digital currency, it's probably not gonna be like that. It can be worse. But here's the other thing. 
You know what Brazil doesn't have? They don't have a central bank digital currency. They don't have the mechanisms in place for truckers to block all the highways. Or excuse me, that when truckers block all the highways and when farmers start blocking the ports to to, uh, keep shipping and to keep from being able to ship out exports, you know, when protesters actually go to that length to shut down the economy, to shut down the entire system, they don't have the capacity to just go up and be like, okay, no more bank account. They don't have that capacity. And that's kind of important because the biggest problem that we're about to run into in the rest of the West is these people are about to get that capacity. We watched as Trudeau's Canadian government shut down and froze the bank accounts of citizens who were protesting vaccine mandates at the border because it was crippling business. It was keeping people from being able to do the jobs that they needed to do. Brazil doesn't have those mechanisms in place. And so a protest like this would motivate the military to go, okay, maybe we should actually follow the will of the people because this looks like the will of the people. And the other thing that the New York Times is not really talking about is that compared to the way these protests could go in a South American country, this is peaceful. This isn't cops curb stomping protesters on Venezuelan streets. You just legit heard from the New York Times, this lady, 22 year old lady, who's sitting on a beach chair at a protest with her foot prop, with her broken foot propped up. Why? Because it's safe enough that she could sit there in a beach chair. She wasn't being hauled off into an ambulance because she was injured in the protest. It was more than just a little bit disconcerted. And I'll put it like this. You want me to support somebody in an election? Tell me who his enemies are. So when the Biden administration comes out and they support, and they confirm, hey, we want to congratulate we want to congratulate Lula for winning his presidency in a perfectly safe election in a perfectly free and fair election. I look and I go, well you guys use the words free and fair and you guys are liars. Somebody down there stole that election and Bolsonaro is still actually the president. It's a shame that I think along those lines, if you were to dial the clock back 20, 25, 30 years, and they come out and say, we congratulate whoever, doesn't even matter who it is, but they congratulate whoever on their election. 25 years ago, I go, okay, cool. Congratulations. You won. Today I go, oh, so the other guy won is what you're saying. You're just trying to run cover because you guys had some shenanigans going on down there because you got some little creepy deal going on. I don't know what's going to happen in Brazil. I don't. It's possible that the supporters of Jair Bolsonaro will be a model for us to follow. And in all honesty, it's probably going to have to be. If you're not keeping an eye on international politics, politics in Hungary, in Poland, in Italy, particularly with Georgia Maloney, in Brazil with Jair Bolsonaro, in Sri Lanka with the total collapse of their government, If you're concerned about what's going on in the United States and you're not looking around at the world to see what other models may or may not be working, 
you're doing yourself a disservice because we're going to have to come up with a plan. Something. One way or the other, we're going to have to come up with a plan. And an old military adage, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And I'm not saying it's necessarily not okay. But at some point, don't you think God's going to look at us and go, why didn't you do something? You saw what was happening to your country. Why didn't you do something? You saw what it was going to do to the future. Why didn't you do something? You, the signs were all there. Why didn't you do something? And I fully believe the Germans who went along with the Nazis and the people who went along with the Bolshevik and the Russians who went along with the Bolsheviks, even the ones who had misgivings and just kind of went along, I fully and firmly believe that God stopped them, looked at them, and asked them, seriously, bro, what were you doing there? You thought that was a good idea? Oh, you didn't think it was a good idea. Well, why didn't you do something about it? I will tell you, I don't want God asking me that question at either my particular judgment or at the general judgment. I don't want God asking me that question. If I know something's obviously wrong, why didn't I do something? And there's too many of us out there, too many of us across the country who are looking at this whole thing and going, yeah, but what can I do? So here's the start. If you don't know where your local representative's office is, find it. If you don't know where your city council meets and where their little offices are, find them. If you don't know where your county commissioners convene or where their offices are, find them. If you don't know where your state legislature's offices are, find them. And when you see something wrong, get off your dead ass and go tell them this is wrong. Because you can make the phone call, and I mean, that's all cool. But I guarantee you, it means something more if you show up. Especially if you show up with documentation. You want to stop these things from coming to pass, you need to actually get involved more directly. Find out who are the people who control the area around where you live. Who are the people who represent your area up higher? Be it to the state government or to the federal government. Find out who they are. Knock on their door. Pick up the phone. Camp out at their office. Take them out to dinner, whatever. But if you see something wrong and you don't say anything about it, you see something that's a violation of Catholic social teaching or a violation of the natural order or a violation of the divine law, we're now at a point where if you don't start doing the stuff now, by the time Everybody gets moving, bullets are flying. Not just tear gas, bullets. Bullets and bombs and guns and people kicking in doors and nastiness unlike anything you've ever seen. Get involved now. And I'm not even talking about voting. Not talking about any of that. But you know what changes when you actually walk down and go see your local district attorney face to face? You know what changes when you meet the judges when they're not in court and you actually talk to them face to face? At least then you get a good idea of who they are as a person.
at least then you get to see, you get to prod, you get to find out. But it is now time for us to be visible, present, and engaged. It's not just getting together for rosary rallies, which don't get me wrong, I love rosary rosary rallies. <clears throat> but maybe, just maybe, and I'm just spitballing here. Men, maybe you go down to the county offices, wherever these people work at. It'll probably be a little bit different in every county. But maybe you go down there, rosary around your neck, shirt and tie, and you talk to them. Meet them. Get to know them. Previous episode, I said they hate you. Why? Because they don't know you. It's easy to turn away from people you don't know. It's easy. But when you get to know them, when you get to see them, when you get to meet them, when you bring them to your parish picnics, and maybe they're in your parish, how would you know? You don't even know who these people are in your parish most of the time either. But you meet them where they work. Don't be overly disruptive. Just be like, hey, let me talk to you for a minute. You, you know, you got like five, ten minutes. Let's sit down and talk. I got some issues that I think you should be aware of that you're probably not going to want to deal with. More accurately, you're going to want to deal with it in such a manner that we all don't have to deal with it. Get the ball rolling. Because here's the key thing. They like to say things like, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Well, how do you get in it? Think about it. How do you get in it? You go meet the people in the club. It's not some secret society like the, it's not some secret society. It's not like you're trying to get into a Masonic, you know, council meeting or some junk. It's not like you're trying to get into some ultra uber top secret Satanist cabal. Well, I mean, actually I say that maybe it is. You never know. That might actually be what's going on there. But how are you going to know if that's what's going on there if you don't actually go out and meet these people? If you don't talk with them? Take them out for dinner. Bring them over to the parish picnic. Get them to meet the people that they're supposedly representing. And just talk. Talk about your families. Talk about your concerns. See, we've got this huge, <clears throat> this huge tumult going on, in particular in the United States right now with all the with all the school boards and all that stuff, right? Because for years, parents had no clue, no earthly clue, what it was that the school boards were doing in the schools and what the teachers were teaching their students, and what was being allowed onto school grounds, etc., right? We are just finding out now that all of these things that we just kind of set on autopilot, that we didn't take any time for, we're just finding out now how important it was. All you really got to do is... Take a little bit of time and go meet these people. Talk to them face to face. Bring some literature, particularly, and <clears throat> mind you, you want to bring some literature about Our Lady of Fatima and maybe save that for meeting number four or five, right? 
But the first meeting, maybe you sit down and you talk with them about the local schools. Maybe the first time you sit down and talk with them, you go, hey, did you hear about the central bank digital currency thing that looks like it's going to be kind of kind of a pain in the tuchus? Because there's going to be a lot of money. Here's the thing. It looks like the central bank digital currencies are going to impact banks. What? Yeah, that's right. The Federal Reserve may very well be introducing central bank digital currencies specifically to cut your bank out of the loop. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And actually, if you do your banking at a credit union... You should be particularly concerned. Because if the CBDC starts putting credit unions out of business because, I mean, you don't have to keep your money in a credit union anymore. You could just keep your money at the Fed, right? The Fed prints the money. You get the money. It's more direct. It is possible... Here's where it really gets, here's what's really going to bake your noodle. So I, as a rule, am not in favor of central bank digital currency. I'm not, a, I'm not in favor of anything that's not actually physically present. Just as a rule. I know I'm stuck in a situation where about 90% of my transactions are all electronic. <clears throat> I got it. I don't like it. But it works because I don't really have the time to go running down to the bank once a week. <clears throat> just the way it is nature of life but there's another thing that you have to remember and this being from a catholic perspective 
if you're a monarchist, and you believe that the nation should be run by a king, by a royal family that has hereditary responsibility that just passes from generation to generation for the people of a nation. If you're a monarchist, why would you not want a central bank? And if you have a central bank and you're a monarchist, is that not one step closer in function? Would it be better to cut out the banking class middlemen? Now, I don't have that answer. I don't. But taking those two questions together, being that, listen to this show, you know that I'm a Carlist. A Carlist is de facto a monarchist, obviously. Wouldn't that necessarily mean if it's the king, then it's the king's money. And if it's the king's money, de facto, that is a central bank. And for all of the potential pitfalls, is it not proper in a kingdom for the king's money to come from one source. And then integrate that into your philosophy. And I say that particularly for those of you out there who, like me, are monarchists, who believe that Christ is king, that the proper order of things is kings. Kings, nobility, who possess the noblesse oblige, or the noble obligations. See, a lot of people LARP in this category. <clears throat> there are a lot of people, particularly, in, in, especially in Catholic social media, who are all about, hey, there should be a king, but are also talking about ESG and central bank digital currencies, particularly the central bank stuff, like that's... I mean, don't get me wrong, these central banks are horrifying. These people are absolutely terrible. They've not managed to, to sustain our... They've, they've basically failed at everything that they're supposed to do. And so, obviously, I would not trust the Federal Reserve with more power and authority. Because they've already failed with what they have. But they're not the only ones in the picture, are they? They also got to deal with the President. They got to deal with Congress. They got to deal with the other central banks around the world because, you know, God forbid we just stay local. So it is kind of a multifaceted crap show. Got it. Understandable. But this is one of those questions where you got to go back to first principles. Is it okay for it to be a digital currency if it is issued by a central bank under the authority of the crown? where it is still the king's money. In that whole render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's type thing. Capiche? These are questions we really do got to ask ourselves because the concept is complex. There's a lot of things going on there. It's one of the reasons why I desperately want to sit down and talk with Mike at Restoring the Faith is because... I want to kind of parse this out as to what a Catholic system looks like. What does that look like from a regulatory standpoint? What does that look like from a monetary distribution standpoint? What does that look like from a governmental standpoint? What does it look like for somebody who is a monarchist? Where are the left and right limits? What parts of our system really got to go? And what parts of our system are vital? 
It's easy to look at this whole thing and say, the whole thing's a mess, we just need to burn the whole thing down. It is not easy to understand, to actually discover, search, and understand what it is that a Catholic economic system is supposed to look like. We know what the basic principles and precepts are, but how does that work in practice? What is it that we would have to do? What do we have to give up? Because we've been living high on the hog on this. I mean, let's be real for just a minute. One of the reasons why I'm most afraid of talking about usury, and I know that this is totally not having anything to do specifically with Jared Bolsonaro and his election, but whatever, we're on this topic again, so screw it, let's go. We know our system, our financial system is, is one that is just thoroughly inundated with usury in all directions. If you got a credit card, you're being victimized by a usurer. Kind of. See, because here's the thing. A credit card, credit, like, like, our, like our current financial system entails, credit is kind of like a heroin addiction. It feels really good at the time, but you have to pay for it later. There are some things that you might maybe kind of finagle out of having to take care of later. And there does come a point where our participation in a usurious system does actually make us complicit in their sin. This is one of the reasons why I did not want to start looking into usury is because I can sense that at some level we have all participated. Now, granted, most of us don't know but we're supposed to. We've all complied, been complicit, been collaborators, been enablers for the mortal sin of usury that these agencies have just run amok with. Because a disciplined person does not take from his future and his children's future in order to pay for something he or she wants now. Our complicity in the transgression, in their transgression of usury, is our transgression of greed, of envy, of pride, of presumption. And these are all potentially mortal in nature. Think about this for just a moment. You've got an American Express credit card in your pocket. Okay? Why? just in case. It's there for emergencies, right? Okay. You go shopping. Got the American Express credit card. You maybe have a few hundred dollars in the bank, but what you don't have is you don't have maybe the $1,100 for that television. But you got a credit card that'll pay for that with no, with no problem. It'll cover it, and you can pay it back later, right? The prudent manner of going about that transaction is putting off that transaction. Because at some point in the future, that television is going to be discounted, right? Oh, but, but Caleb, it's discounted right now because it's after Black Friday. Okay... Maybe you should put away the money so that you can afford that television. And I'm using a television because here's where it gets really funny. You're Catholic, right? Is a television really a necessary thing? I mean, as a device, it is a neutral thing. But if you look at all of the available entertainment that comes through television today, are you honestly telling me that that $1,000 television... is better than maybe sitting with your kids around the around the kitchen table reading the stories of the saints 
You're going to honestly tell me that maybe you couldn't get a book on the miracles of Fatima? Do you see where this is going? Yes, you could put the television on credit. Yes, you can probably make the payments. Maybe it's an abnormality that your bank account's actually that low. You know, maybe it's not normal for there only to be a couple dollars, a hundred dollars. Maybe, you know, you had an emergency or something like that. You know, car broke down. You had to do some major transmission repairs or whatever. But what's more likely in this day and age? What's more likely in this day and age, and I'm not speaking in judgment of you, obviously because my stupid behind has done this. I'm aware. <laughs> I know. I know what's going on here. I know what this situation is. I've done this. I've done this exact dumb thing. I put it on credit, thinking everything was going to be fine, and then a week and a half later, I saw something else really nice, and when my and when my paycheck came in, I bought that and neglected and neglected to go ahead and just quickly pay off that thing that my dumbass put on credit. And now I'm paying, hmm, oh, crap, I just got a minimum payment on this. I guess I'll make the minimum payment because, I, you know, I really had to have that other thing. These do fall well within the sin of greed. Greed doesn't necessarily have to do with the accumulation of money. It could also be the accumulation of comforts. It could be that luxurious lifestyle. It could be the accumulation of other things. Things that might actually be transgressions of lust and gluttony. <clears throat> the point is, we're all participating in this. And if we really deeply examine the sin of usury, what is likely to happen is we're going to find that we uncover many transgressions, many things that we didn't think were that big a deal, but are actually turning out to be, you know, our near occasions of mortal sin. Even if they're not grievous in and of their own, do you really want to sit there in front of God and say, yeah, I actually thought that PlayStation was more important And take your pick. <clears> then <throat> that's taking a family vacation and going out and learning about, I don't know, ranching or some stuff. I really thought that... <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I really thought that iPad was a better investment... than maybe a basket for some family rosaries. So this way my family, my children, my wife, we can all, we all will always have a rosary on, on us. <clears throat> Dear family, I'm not accusing you of anything I haven't done. There specific, there's some situational specifics that I haven't been involved in. Obviously, but I'm not accusing you of anything I haven't done. And maybe that's the point. Because I know that part of the fear that I've had in looking into particularly the sin of usury is I, I have this suspicion that when I really look in, what I'm going to find is I'm going to find sins of lust. I'm going to find sins of greed. I'm going to find sins of envy. I'm going to find sins of sloth, pride things that 
in and of themselves, they didn't seem like that big a deal at the time until you take into account what you were actually doing when you borrow against a future that you are not guaranteed to have. Because it gets even crazier than that. So, <clears throat> the Lord told a parable about a man who had some extra money, and so he built up a silo so that he could store his extra grain. And the Lord called him a fool because tonight his life is going to be expected of him. And nobody's going to get that grain. Least of all him. But how much more foolish is it to say that you'll spend two, three, five, ten, thirty years paying for something, knowing full well you're not guaranteed tomorrow? If our Lord thought it was important enough to talk about a dude building a grain silo for grain he had, do you honestly think he would say take out a loan that you may not ever pay? Look, dirty little secret of a lot of debt collection is they will go after your family. So husbands, that nice flashy new car, what happens if you die? Especially trad men who happen to be doing the right thing and are the primary breadwinners of their family, you just went into debt for that $50,000 car. <clears throat> if you die, What's your wife going to do? You just went into debt for that $400,000 house. If you die, what are your wife and kids going to do? I might be wrong because... MasterCard didn't exist in our Lord's time, and maybe he has a different different opinion of it. I suspect that answer's no, given the fact that the church teaches against usury. But I don't really know for sure, and it's worth looking into. It's worth finding out. It's worth looking into, if for no other reason, than to find out exactly what does an economic system look like if it's actually being run by Catholics. And we're not talking necessarily about what does a modern economic system look like, because maybe an economic, maybe the only Catholic e economic system involves stamping coins, and that's it. God help us, if that's the case. Because we got a long way to go back. These are questions we really got to ask ourselves. <clears throat> and so I would highly recommend that you also apply that same sort of complex thinking to things like the Brazilian election. The same kind of complex thinking to United States elections. Because there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, and i got to be blunt. If you're going to be making the right choices in the Catholic faith, it is your duty to know. It is your obligation before God to know. And I suspect 
that he's probably not going to take too kindly to you looking at him at the fi- in the last day going, yeah, but I didn't really have the time. While you were sitting there, you know, eating Cheetos, watching The Bachelor. No, I don't honestly think anybody who listens to this program watches The Bachelor, but you know what I mean. <clears throat> a lot of answers that we really need to actually start asking. Uh, we need to start asking for. We need to start looking for. Not a big fan of elections. I'm really not. But those are the systems that are in place right now. God permitted them, even if he didn't want them. But I will also remind you that at one point in time, God didn't want kings. So we do actually just have to make do with what we have. In the meantime, while we're talking about, well, it should be like this and it should be like that, and we should have blah, whatever. As Catholics, most importantly as Catholics, we cannot afford to not have the answers when we say, hey, well, this is the right system that we should do. These are the right processes that we need to implement. This is what we really need to do. We have to have those answers. Otherwise, we should probably just shut our mouths. It's the reason why I don't talk about the economy all that much. It's because apparently this year, I get to learn about the sin of usury. Didn't think that was going to be a thing. Finances, not my bag. I'm about to find out every little transgression, and my priest is probably going to get a whole earful of new stuff in the confessional because of stuff I was unaware that I was doing that I'm still complicit in because I did, in fact, do them. Fun, fun, fun. I would highly recommend you do the same. The four sins that cry out to heaven for justice, for vengeance, are the four things that this country is built on. And we got to make some reparations. But I'm going to tell you right now, kind of hard to do that if you didn't know how you personally contributed to the sin. Really strange set of podcasts this is turning into. Mm, I kind of like it. Anyway. Do your homework. Pray for the church. And pray for us in Catholic social media because I think a lot of us aren't talking about all of these same topics. And it's a good thing. But if reason and theology is any indicator... Some people are leaving the reservation. So we need your prayers just as much as the church. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Nomine Patris et Fili, Spiritus Sancti. Amen.